Welcome to the Juice Box Podcast. This is my show about parenting and living well with type 1 diabetes. I'm Scott Benner. This is episode 002 of the Juice Box Podcast, which I was going to call how the podcast will work or instructions or more about the podcast or something like that. That was back when it was going to be episode one of the podcast. But what happened was I got the opportunity to interview Adam Lasher from American Idol before I was set up really perfectly uh, to do the podcast. So you might even hear a little bit, if you go back to episode one, there's a little Skype noise at a couple spots because I didn't have all my equipment in place yet. Nevertheless, I wasn't expecting to get a great interview that quickly out of the gate, and I couldn't pass it up. Because of that, episode one has now become episode two. So let's call this one episode two is episode one. That's it. Episode two is episode one. Or how about one is two? When is one two? That's it. Welcome to the Juice Box Podcast, episode 002. This one's called When is Number One Number Two? Why did I want to do this episode first? Well, I wanted to explain what the podcast was going to be about. Basically, the podcast is going to have four real core ideas that we're going to follow along with and see how things go. The first and kind of biggest part of it is going to be me going back and revisiting my blog from the beginning. So for those of you who are coming in cold, haven't ever read Arden's Day, which is my type 1 diabetes parenting blog that has been around now for seven years. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the blog, back to when I was scared and ridiculously afraid of things I didn't need to be afraid of. I didn't understand how insulin worked yet or technology. Words like bolus and basil still scared me. I was one year exactly to the day into Arden's diagnosis when I launched, excuse me, when I launched the blog. So Arden was diagnosed in 2006. It was just a couple of weeks after her second birthday. And a year later, in an effort to, I thought at the time, share what life was like with type 1 diabetes with my immediate family, I used this free publishing software I found on my computer called iWeb. And I began to write about what our days were like with type 1 diabetes. Now, in the very beginning... I did what I think now is called Day of Diabetes, but back then it didn't have a name. Every time I did something diabetes-related, I published it on the blog and shared this with my address book, probably 130 people, give or take. And I continued to do this throughout the first day, but by the time 11.30 in the afternoon, uh, in the morning came up, I mean, people had had enough already, I imagine. And what I said to them was, look, I'm going to keep this going. If you want to come back, you can come back. And if not, thanks for listening. You know, this is this has been good for me. And I hope you understand type 1 diabetes a little better than you did this morning before this started. Well, some people kept coming back. Not many. Now, this blog was not properly set up for search engine optimization. Uh, Google didn't know it existed. You couldn't search for it. You couldn't find it. You had to know where it was. You had to have this link. And someone in my original group, I still don't know who, shared the link. And to show you the power of the internet, about 30 days later, I got an email from a woman in England, and she was thanking me for sharing my life with type 1 diabetes on my blog. Now, this made me laugh because I didn't really understand that I was writing a blog. I had never read a blog. I didn't know there was a blog. As a matter of fact, at some point, 
I was like, how could I be the only one doing this? Which I wasn't. There were other type 1 diabetes blogs back then, but not nearly as many as there are now. Probably a handful. So anyway, I'm blogging and blogging and blogging to nobody because I have no search engine optimization at all. Some months I blogged to 10 people. Some months it was 20 people. And I kept going and going. But then I noticed that after a while, 20 people turned into 50, 50 turned into 100. And before I knew it, a couple of hundred people were coming every month. And I was like, wow, this is getting around. Now, keep in mind, I'm not on Facebook at this point. I'm not on any kind of social media. I'd never even thought about Twitter or maybe even had heard of it by then. If it was even around in 2007, I have no idea. I just kept blogging. So this blog really grew in a grassroots way. Eventually, I did find Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and other ways of letting people know that there was a blog in the world that I hope they came and read. But, but back in the beginning, nothing. Now, why did I keep blogging to a couple of people? I'm going to guess that in the beginning, it was just me working through things. I was sharing, tired of hearing people say silly stuff like, oh, Arden has diabetes. What does that mean? Like, she just can't have soda now, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she just can't have soda. Thanks a lot. And you'd walk away mumbling idiot under your breath and wanting to teach people more without being that guy who was like, here, let me sit down and explain type 1 diabetes to you. So I thought the blog was doing that. In my heart, I felt like that's what it was doing. When I look back at it now, I can see myself learning, being scared, working through things. It's, it's interesting to look back at yourself like that. Um, and that's what the main component of this, this podcast is going to be. The Juice Box podcast is going to be me going back to the beginning of Arden's Day, finding the pivotal blog posts. Then I'm going to come here on the podcast. I'm going to tell you what was in my, in my mind when I wrote it, what was going on in my life when I wrote it. And then I'm going to talk about how I see it now and how the changes that have occurred over the last many years have gotten me to look at those situations differently. And I hope that's something you're going to find helpful and interesting. And I, I really do think it's going to be because when I stop and look at what it means to write a type 1 diabetes parenting blog, first of all, it's something that I take very seriously and I don't do lightly. I don't share my thoughts just kind of willy-nilly. After something occurs to me, I... I sit with it for a while before I write it down. And sometimes I write it and think back and go, hey, you know what, I, I'm not going to post that. That's not good information for, for the public to have. Maybe it would be misunderstood. Maybe I, I've changed my mind about how accurate it is. But I take it very seriously. I never want to lead anyone down the wrong path. But there's something about blogging that is just so heartening to me. And I'll tell you, you know, just as one example, there are children in the country, in the United States and England and Australia and Germany, um, these children's parents read my blog. And that's a little insane to me, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's really cool. Now, I've gotten correspondence from people from all over the world, and something recently I've been hearing a lot of is, I want to thank you for sharing how Arden's school days are managed with you and We'll get to it eventually, but Arden and I text back and forth, and we make decisions together. She makes most of the decisions, and I'm kind of there to say, hey, maybe this, or have you thought about that? Since we've done that, Arden's A1C, we began this process years ago now. Arden's A1C has fallen drastically. Her self-confidence with diabetes has rose exponentially, and I shared about it online. 
And now I'm hearing back from people saying, this is how my child and I handle diabetes while they're at school. And our A1C is falling. And my kid is feeling more self-confident. And those emails, they're, they are just so heartwarming. And the absolute reason why I continue to write a blog to this day, it just is, it just is an indescribable feeling to know that someone found some sort of sameness in what you were saying and took it and made it something tangible in their life. It, it really is. It's the best feeling in the world. So, okay. Part one of what the podcast is going to be is revisiting the blog and moving forward. So you can watch me go from scared, sniveling, just diagnosed family to bold. I feel like I've got a good handle on this, but I'm still learning. Not scared anymore person that I am today. The next thing the podcast is going to do is going to deal with type 1 diabetes news, just things that are happening in the news. So you might, you know, when you subscribe, hopefully you'll subscribe to iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. And when you do that, when a new episode pops up as a subscriber, you'll see it. Now, if you might see one pop up that's 12 minutes long, and that might just be me going, hey, did you, you know, can you believe that the Dexcom was FDA approved for kids today and talk about it for 10 minutes? If that's what, if that's what the topic requires, 10 minutes. That's what it's going to get. If the topic, like Adam Lasher interview in episode one, if it needs an hour, it's going to get an hour. If it needs an hour and a half, it's a podcast. We can go as long as we want. Long or short as we want, there's no rules. The third thing that you're going to see on the podcast is interviews. Now, obviously, Adam was a surprise to me. It kind of snuck up. I didn't realize that a guy was going to walk out on American Idol with this Dexcom CGM pinned to his guitar strap. But we're going to keep going after you know, big interviews like that and hopefully get some. I know Adam is really happy with, with the talk we had and, and you know, hopefully other people will be inclined to do the same. And I've, if you've read me on Huffington Post or on my blog, you know, I, I get some pretty decent interviews with some pretty cool people who have diabetes and we're going to continue to do that. But I also want to talk to you, parents of kids who have type 1 diabetes, people with diabetes, I want to talk to real people who don't have the ability to get their voice wider. I want to hear everyone's stories. I think they're incredibly valuable, and I believe that everyone listening to this will learn and feel comforted by hearing about your time with diabetes. doesn't matter if you have a topic in mind, if you just want to chat, contact me through the website, go to juiceboxpodcast.com, and contact me through the blog and tell me, look, I'd like to be on the show. I would love to have you. The fourth arm of the podcast is going to be technology. We're going to talk about pumps and glucose monitors and test strips and anything that comes up that's happening. Because I, I really do have a firm belief that you need to keep up with the technology and with the way things are done. You don't want to be a person who looks back 10 years from now and says, oh, I'm still using that insulin. No one uses that anymore? Really? There's a better way? I didn't know. I've been so caught up in doing it like this. I'm not a big proponent of just jumping from, from insulin to insulin or jumping from pump to pump. I don't think that's a great idea. But I do think it's important to stay abreast of what's coming, what's working for people, and make decisions based on good information. So, so those are going to be sort of the four keys to the, to the podcast. You know, once in a while, we will talk about like non-D related stuff. You know, if I get up in the morning, I've seen a great movie. I might tell you about a great movie. And that's pretty much it. Except to say this. I want you to understand the music in the podcast. Absolutely original music written by a nine-year-old girl. 
Now at the moment, I'm not 100% sure if I can share her name. I'm trying to figure that out with her parents. But this is a girl I know through her father. Her father is a musician. I reached out to him and I said, I would really like your daughter to compose and perform the podcast music. And she did it. And man, she did a great job. So the music you hear when the show starts and the music you hear when the show stops is one bed that she that she created. Let's listen to it now. So when the when the show starts, you're going to hear this. And there'll be kind of a slow build. And then I'll come in and say something like, this is the Juicebox podcast. You're listening to episode whatever. And then it'll sort of fade away and I'll start talking. At the end of the podcast, when I'm wrapping up, I'll probably give you links that I hope you use or remind you to please review the podcast on iTunes if you like it. And then the music will kind of ramp up and fade away like this. So hopefully that's something you enjoy. We're going to give a signature to the podcast. But then there's one other bed of music that so far you haven't heard and you may not hear right away, but I'm hoping you hear it soon. And it's this right here. Okay, so this upbeat music is my ad music. It's for sponsors. When you hear this music playing, you will always know that the words that I'm speaking, I was paid to say. And that's very important to me because while the show does not have sponsorship right now, I am genuinely hoping that it will one day. I have never taken an ad on my blog, but uh, blogging is a little cheaper to maintain than podcasting, so it is going to help a little bit if we can get a sponsor. When you hear this fantastic music by a nine-year-old girl, who I'm hoping I can tell you her name next episode, maybe, when you hear this music, you'll know that I am being paid to say what I'm saying. You guys are fantastic. I, I really hope you enjoyed the Adam Lasher interview. If you haven't heard it, I hope you can go back. I know there's a couple of blurps, uh, blurps, blurps is a word, right? I know there's a couple of spots in the Lasher interview where his, um, his Skype kind of kicks around for a second and it's a little difficult to hear him, but you can make it out. I think it happens twice over about 20 seconds. Otherwise, great interview, really fantastic guy. I mean, he, um, since the interview has been recorded, Hollywood week came up. He, uh, he performed Wicked Games by Chris Isaacs. It was fantastic. And He's put right through to the next round of American Idol. And I, I think none of us have any idea where that's going to go. But, I mean, speaking just for me, I think it is super exciting to see a, a person with type 1 diabetes on stage at American Idol. And I know we've something we've seen in the past, but I love seeing it again. I love that he's got his CGM right out there where everyone can see it and, and live it boldly and, and proudly with type 1. You know, get behind Adam if you can and support him. That's about it for this week. If you enjoyed the show, please help me by reviewing it on the iTunes store. My type 1 diabetes parenting blog, Arden's Day, is at ardensday.com. I hope you can visit there. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.